Hey guys, welcome back. Sorry, we've been on a little bit of a break. Uh, I think both of us were a little caught up with life. Akhil was traveling, and uh, yeah, so here we are coming back to you after a little bit of a break. And today we're bringing you a fable which is very close to my heart because this is something that my dad referred to me when I was in the sixth or the seventh grade for the first time, and he said, "Why don't you read this book? It's called Who Moved My Cheese." Welcome to the Thought Bistro podcast with Akhil and Vishra as we deep dive into a variety of interesting and thought-provoking topics. Join us as we explore the world of ideas and broaden our collective horizon. Title sounds interesting, doesn't it? So same thing, you know, imagine a 13-14 year old kid being told to read this book and this book is what 60 60 odd pages long, so it's not even the size of my finger. and i'm wondering why my dad referred it to me going on to read it i realized it's actually a lot packed into a very small short story i've been reading it on occasion since and i think every time i've read it it's given me a very different viewpoint a very different outlook so i thought why not share this book with akhil and with him we can share a little bit of what we thought of this book with you all to be very real i actually underestimated the book So we were thinking of a new episode on a book review and we were thinking of reading Anti-Fragile and that's a very popular book we will do a book review on that eventually. So we were discussing whether to do that book or this one which Vishnu just came up with I had never heard of it before. So I was like you know let's do Anti-Fragile and he was like fine we can do who move the cheese later. But it was such a short book so I was just you know sitting around I thought let me read it let me give it a quick read. I finished the book in 2 hours. very very short read and by the end of it you know i had goosebumps and i was just thinking of so much commonality between life and between this short story so let's begin the story and you guys will be able to connect a little more with what we are talking about the story talks about two mice and two little people now mice as you all know are just simple creatures mice in this book are looked at as people who don't think a lot stay by their routine do the same routine every single day and they live a very simple straightforward life on the other hand there are these two little people these little people are compared to human beings in that they are more complex their minds are more complex they analyze things a lot more so the mice are called sniff and scurry and the little people are hem and haw so their lives revolve around this maze and this maze has different paths and different paths lead to different outcomes and their life revolves around cheese all of them love cheese so all they do in life is run around this maze and try to find cheese every morning all four of them get up sniff smells the cheese and scurry runs into action and they just run after the cheese that sniff is smelling on the other hand hem and haw together they analyze they strategize that they you know they are faster at getting to cheese because they have more complex brains so one day while running around these guys find a huge supply of cheese in cheese station c and over there there was enough cheese to sustain them for a long long time yeah so enough cheese to last them a lifetime is what they thought 
Sniff and Scurry being simple, straightforward creatures, stuck to their routines. They used to come to Cheese Station C every day, sniff around, make sure things were okay, hang their running shoes around their necks so that it was in close proximity, and they enjoyed the cheese that it had to offer. Hem and Haw, being more complicated little people, thought, oh, we are not going to need to do any running, searching for cheese ever again. So what they did was they hung up their running shoes, they moved their house and their social circle closer to Cheese Station C, and they set up their entire environment centered around Cheese Station C. So they had this culture of putting things on the wall. And the first thing Hem and Haw put on the wall is a picture saying, having cheese makes you happy. They would come to Cheese Station C, look at their cheese, and feel like, oh my God, we have done such a huge thing to get to this cheese. They would feel so good about the cheese that they would call over their friends and show them the cheese and say, look, our achievement. Slowly, slowly, their achievement started becoming their entitlement. And slowly, slowly, they started believing that we deserve this cheese. They started believing that this is their cheese. They have done nothing but just stumble upon this cheese. But they started to believe that that cheese was theirs. They started flaunting that cheese. They started showing it to their friends. And they were very proud of being in, what do I say, contact, possession. Um, They're just very proud of having access to that cheese. So after years of enjoying the cheese every day, showing it off, making it an important part of their lives, one day, Sniff and Scurry, being the faster ones, still running every morning to Cheese Station C to get their cheese, saw that there was no cheese. And when they saw there's no cheese, they took, a, took off their shoes from their necks, put them on, and Sniff started sniffing, and Scurry started running. And they got into action and they left Cheese Station Seed in search of new cheese in the maze. Hem and Haw, on the other hand, when they got to Cheese Station C and saw there was no cheese, they were outraged. Where is the cheese? Who moved my cheese? What have they done? Where is my cheese? They would say sentences like, This is not fair. That cheese belonged to us. Who has moved it? And there was a lot of yelling and a lot of, you know, inability to digest the fact that the cheese was gone. Instead of thinking where the next cheese would be, they would stand there in detective mode, overanalyzing the situation and thinking, you know what, this cheese has to be here somewhere because it's our cheese and, you know, it belongs to us. So him and Haw sat around for years around their warehouse C trying to find the cheese in the warehouse. They started poking holes inside the walls to try to see if there was any cheese left in the warehouse. And Hem was very confident that, you know, the cheese has to be here some, somewhere. Some time passes by and Haw starts thinking, you know, we've been sitting here for so long, maybe there is no more cheese here. So Sniff and Scurry, on the other hand, while Hem and Haw have been sitting, contemplating their loss of cheese, berating the fact that someone's moved their cheese, have gone on to find a new and bigger cheese station, cheese station N. They continue their same process every day of lacing up their boots, running to the cheese station N, analyzing the situation, seeing, sniffing around, making sure things are okay, and proceed to hang their running boots around their neck and enjoy the cheese at cheese station N. 
So Haw goes to him and Haw tells him, let's go. We have to leave. We have no more cheese left here. And Hem quickly responds, I like it here. It's comfortable. It's what I know. Besides, it's so dangerous out there. And Haw says, we, we used to do it before. We run through the maze many, many times and we can do it again. But Hem goes on to say, yeah, I'm getting too old for that. And I'm afraid I'm not interested in getting lost and making a fool of myself. Are you? This fear of failing kept getting to them. And Haw decided, you know what? I'm going to go out there. Haw asked himself, where am I more likely to find the cheese? Here or in the maze? I mean, the answer was obvious to him. He, he imagined himself, you know, finding all these exotic cheeses, cheddar and American and mozzarella. And he said, Hem, sometimes things change and they're never the same again. This is, looks like one of those types. So Haw tries to leave the place. And just while leaving the cheese station C, the fear of failure just seeps deep into him. And he starts thinking, what if I fail? But then he convinces himself with this, with this idea that the whole story is built around. And he says, what would I do if I were not afraid? And then laces the shoes on, which had been collecting dust in his locker for so long. And just leaves and begins his journey in the maze one more time. He was very rusty. The maze could be a dark place as well, even though it gave opportunities to find cheese. As he got into it, there were days where he found cheese which was good. He found cheese which was not so good, but never enough like Cheese Station C. Slowly and surely, he got back into it. He got more and more confident as time went by. So he was weaker than before and he was older than before. And while moving, while finding these bits and pieces of cheese, all he could think of is, if I had gone out sooner and if I had not allowed myself to get weaker, I would have found this cheese much sooner and I would have been faster in the cheese. And while moving, sometimes the days would go by where he would not find anything. But sometimes he would always find scraps and sustain himself. So again, he finds this sharp rock and he writes on the wall, if you do not change, you will become extinct. To make things better in his mind, to combat the fear, he kept imagining himself finding cheese. He saw himself in vivid detail of eating all his favorite cheeses. So he, write, he stops and writes on the wall again. When you stop being afraid, you feel good. Then while walking, one fine day, he starts thinking about, you know, our cheese had been getting older and our cheese had been collecting mold. So they had been ignoring the mold and they had been ignoring the old cheese on purpose. Because maybe they didn't want to believe that the cheese was getting older. Then on a second thought, he realized that, you know what, our pile of cheese had also been shrinking. Maybe nobody moved the cheese. Maybe we just consumed all of it. So again, he grabs a sharp rock and writes on the wall, smell the cheese often so you know when it is getting old. So after a little bit of going through the maze, he started finding cheese that he didn't know existed. And he ate it and he realized, oh my God, this is delicious. He writes on the wall, movement in a new direction 
can help you find new cheese. So he takes some of this new cheese, you know, puts it in his pocket, these little scraps of five different types of cheeses. And he walks back to him. And he says, Hey, try these. You know, the, the, the world has so many different cheeses. Why are we stuck on this old one? But him being him tells him, I'm not interested in new cheese. I think I am very used to my old cheese. And you know, whoever took my cheese is going to come back and he's going to give me the cheese here at cheese station C. So Hall looks at him and realizes that, you know, him has to change by himself. So he leaves the place again. Then, while walking, he realizes that he had started having fun, even though he didn't have the huge pile of cheese that he had always been looking forward to. He was enjoying the journey. So, after reaching the end of his last journey, he takes a sharp stone again and writes on the wall, when you stop being afraid, you start feeling good. And while walking, whenever he used to feel low, he would imagine himself having his favorite cheeses, having piles of cheese and having new cheese to add to that collection. And while on his journey a little forward, he rises on the wall again. Imagining yourself enjoying new cheese leads you to it. He kept thinking whenever he thought of change, it was always how it would get worse instead of how it would get better. And now he had started thinking how it could get better with the new cheese to add to his imagination. A few paths down, he writes on the wall again, the quicker you let go of old cheese, the sooner you will find new cheese. Then he starts thinking that I've been walking quite some time now. And while I was just sitting at the cheese station C, all I could think of was when will I have new cheese? And all that was happening was I was getting thinner. I was getting weaker. I had no food. And now while I'm walking, one thing is for certain, I'm always finding scraps of cheese here and there which are sustaining me, which are giving me more strength and which are fulfilling my hunger needs. So he realizes a very important point. So again, as the habit goes, picks up a sharp stone. And on the wall, he writes, It is safer to search in the maze than remain in a cheeseless situation. His quest to find new cheese continued. As he went through the maze, he kept learning new things. So again, he stopped and wrote on the wall, old beliefs do not lead you to new cheese. And he started adapting to the new things he'd learned, the changes he saw in the maze from the last time when he came out. And every time he found new cheese, his confidence grew. So after a while of, you know, finding scraps and finding a little bit of cheese here and there, he stopped again and wrote on the wall. When you see that you can find and enjoy new cheese, you change course. So, he continued with through the maze with greater strength, greater speed, learning every single day, getting back to his earlier levels of strength. And after a long time, he finally found the new cheese at Cheese Station N. He walked into Cheese Station N and he saw his old friends Sniff and Scuddy sitting there. He could see their round bellies which showed that they had been there for a while. So, this time he didn't hang his boots up. He, like Sniff and Scurry, also hung his boots around his neck. So, when the mice see Haw hanging his shoes around his neck, they both have a little chuckle that this man is now, you know, ready to go again whenever the need be. He's learned from his old mistakes. Exactly. And when Haw sees the mice and sees that they are full, they are 
you know, they've grown fat. He realizes they've been there for a while. And he thinks that if we had been so fast to action as well, and all we had done is sniff the opportunity and run behind it, we would have been here earlier. And maybe him would have been with him in that regards. The other thing he also realized was that the mice were analyzing the cheese. They they noticed the changes that he noticed much later, much earlier than he did. So they were ready to move on. So for his last writing on the wall, he wrote, Noticing small changes early helps you adapt to the bigger changes that are to come. So with this huge pile of cheese in front of him at this new cheese station, he picks up some of the cheese and decides, I'm going to go back to him. And I'm going to show him that there is a lot more cheese here and I'm going to ask him to come to me. Just while leaving, he reaches the door and he stops himself. And he thinks that I have left so many messages on the wall and I have led a path for him to get here. But I don't think that I'm the one who can get him here. He has to be the one who decides to get up and change himself. And then one fine day, he hears some footsteps outside the door. Is that a new beginning or is that an end? So he goes to Cheese Station and finds the largest wall and writes a summary of what he learns. They keep moving the cheese. Get ready for the cheese to move. Smell the cheese often so you know when it's getting old. The quicker you let go of old cheese, the sooner you can enjoy the new cheese. Move with the cheese. Savor the adventure and enjoy the taste of the new cheese. And be ready to change quickly and enjoy it again and again. They keep moving the cheese. So move with the cheese and enjoy it. So before we move on to our opinion pieces, we really recommend that pause the episode and think about the story for a bit and think about your personal experiences where this story might fit in. Because that is one of the things that the author really recommends that, you know, stand still and think. Maybe even just go and read the book. It's a very, very short book. Not even going to take you an hour to go through. Maybe it explains things in a way that we haven't managed to cover. Form your own opinion because I think this is a deeply personal book for each individual who reads it. I think each of us is going to react differently to it. I think each of us is going to take a very different understanding of it. At the end of the day, I guess it just talks about change. We would also like to know your thoughts. We would like to know what kind of a story came up in your head or what kind of a personal experience came up in your head after knowing about the story. Because since everybody will have a different story, I think we can learn a lot from each other with respect to what kind of a personality we are, what kind of a mix of a personality we are between Sniff, Scurry, Hem and Haw and where the future lies. So we'll set up a discussion under our YouTube video and you can get in on the comments and let us know your stories. Be elaborate, be descriptive and read other people's stories as well. I think more than reading other people's stories or just understanding other people, I think the biggest thing this taught me is understanding yourself, your own thinking. So at the end of the story, Dr. Johnson also talks about this group of people where one of them asks a question, how many of you are afraid of change? And only one person within the group picks up their hand. This is followed up by a question that how many of you think that Others are afraid of change. And everybody raises their hand. 
the conclusion to this is that a lot of us are in denial about actually being afraid of change. And this is the first step. You see, hem and haw. When the cheese is moved, or when the cheese finishes, the first question in their mind is not that what did we miss, or oh my god, we're going to have to do something new. Their first reaction was that of accusation, of outrage, of anger. And sniff and scurry, on the other hand, they'd noticed the change. They'd seen change was inevitable. And they were very well prepared that the cheese is going to run out and they are going to have to move to newer pastures. If you take a bottle and if you put a fly in the bottle, the fly just bangs around the bottle in like random directions. It takes so long to get out of the bottle. But if you put a bee in the bottle, the piece goes straight up. Straight upwards, the direction it was put into the bottle. Now you would think that the bee is smarter because, you know, the bee took the shortest route. But if you put a bee in the bottle and you turn the bottle, the bee will still fly upwards and it will keep banging into the bottle upwards and then die. On the other hand, the fly will still go in all different random directions and eventually pop out of the bottle. And, you know, I was thinking that the mice in the story are very like, like that fly. Mindless but efficient and it works. And our human tendencies tend, us, tend to put us in this unidirectional thinking sometimes where we start getting comfortable and it just, we are unable to leave our comfort zone. We keep banging into the bottle and we keep flying upwards because that's where we came in and that's where we it makes sense to us. For me, the whole aspect of the story was very business related because all I could think of is people start businesses and they work so hard to start up these businesses, right? And after a certain point in their business cycle, in the process of growing and then smoothing out and then their decline, they fail to realize that there is a decline because at one point the business was booming and then people just sit on their businesses. They do not realize change is required and they do not realize evolution of the business is required. Maybe a new type of business is required. And this is not a very uncommon experience for businesses. This is fairly, fairly common. One such example was the textile industry in the US. When the decline started coming, instead of realizing that textile is a declining industry and India and China are going to eat us alive, a lot of the textile owners approached the government that, you know, you need to put sanctions, you need to put taxes on these imports because our industry will die and our labor won't have jobs. US didn't go through with it, which is the establishment of Silicon Valley. But imagine the thought, right? The thought is not, oh, my industry doesn't have usability anymore. The thought was always, how do I protect myself? Because this is the cheese. Do not move my cheese. I am very comfortable with my cheese. I saw it in a very different sense. The cheese was not hem and haws, but they took ownership of it. Okay, yes, they did the hard work of finding the cheese, but at the end of the day, it was their possessiveness that got them to feel the outrage. I read a lot of the Bhagavad Gita, and one of the very fundamental things that it preaches is this whole thing of detachment. It says, get out of this concept of this is mine. This mineness is what leads to our downfall. So you see Sniff and Scurry, very simple creatures. They enjoyed the cheese, they appreciated the cheese, but they never said, oh, this cheese is ours. They never had any ownership on it. They were very happy to eat it. It's not like they were not enjoying it in the same way that Hem and Haw were, but they just never had that sense of 
mine on the cheese. So when the cheese finished, they were very happy to move on. They were very ready to move on. They didn't face that grief, that outrage, that anger that Hemant had. It. So this took me to that. That you know, there's a lot of things in life that we as humans take as ours or mine, and this tag of mine is what we need to get out of. We have to understand that things change. Life is going to move on. Nothing is permanent. So the lesser we sort of assert our minus on something, the easier life is going to be for us. So both of us are educated in the U.S., right? And in the U.S., being an immigrant is a very, very difficult job. And I feel like being an immigrant pushes you into becoming a whore from a hem. You know, when you get to the U.S., you start thinking that I'll get a job. It's going to be easy. I'm in the U.S. now. and everything is going to flow and then comes the time of a job hunt and when you get to the job hunt you realize people don't hire internationals because it's a hassle for them it's a hassle for you it's a lot of paperwork and they have other opportunities other people that they can just hire you have to accustom yourself to this kind of a change you have to be ready at all times with your bags packed to change the state in a country to change the country to change your career to change anything and everything about yourself today we are seeing so many layoffs this is 2023 january and we are seeing tech layoffs happen here there everywhere by the thousands at that by the thousands right and it is crazy and in all of this craziness these people who are being laid off need to be ready for this change because nobody moved their cheese it is not their cheese it is not their company it was their job but that job was inevitably going to change and that always happens it's like our discussion from the first chat gpt episode where we talk about how chat gpt is going to take away several jobs it is just like email took away other jobs but the postman has to be ready for change and this change happens in our society over and over again and i loved how this story put it the cheese is going to move you have to move with the cheese and you have to anticipate that the cheese is going to move you have to have your shoes on your neck at all times because there might be a change immediately and you need to take off those shoes from the neck and you need to wear them and you need to enter the maze again this maze that we call the world and this maze is becoming more and more accessible with internet with travel with so many things our mazes are getting bigger and more opportunities present all we got to do is sniff the opportunity scurry towards the opportunity and ha 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 at how the cheese moves and how it is not unfair but it's just a part of it so there is this saying in hindi i'm going to translate it to english and just say it it goes something like this that you are the king when you are stuck in your well but when you come out in the ocean you realize you're not much more than a little fish this is not to discourage anyone but you know often times in our comfort zones in our small circles in our homes we are oftentimes very comfortable very well off we feel like the kings of the world it is only once we get out into the world we realize the endless possibilities of the world and the amount of work that we have to put in to keep up with the world a very literal example would be nemo finding nemo you've see, all seen that movie where his dad goes through so many oceans fights sharks and all that and this that and the other even though he was very comfortable in his house but he does all that he has to face that adversity he has to move because that is the change that life brought upon to him so that is the maze 
he was initially very very uncomfortable with the whole idea of having to travel so much but as he went on with it he got more accustomed to it he got more accustomed to the challenges it threw at him and that is what this story says you know it will take time it's not something that is inherently built into all of us there are going to be challenges there are going to be times where we're not going to find new cheese but we can't let that bring you down even that has learning within it so while this episode has started getting a little preachy from both me and vishrath oh extremely preachy but i guess that's just the analysis of the book that we have done and i don't know this is just me trying to explain it to myself more than to y'all i into pack of we would like to know your experiences once more just to state it because everybody's understanding of the book is different and the more network that we build around the understanding of each other i think all of us will just grow out to be better people out of this book and if you didn't learn anything let us know that you didn't learn anything it was a stupid story because we would like to know why definitely because if you didn't learn anything you think it's a stupid story that's fine i mean it's a story at the end of the day you like it you don't like it read it tell us what you think let's talk about change thanks for tuning in to another episode of the thought bistro podcast i hope you enjoyed today's conversation and were able to learn something new if you liked the episode please be sure to subscribe to our show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app you can also follow us on social media our instagram and twitter handles are available in the show notes thanks again for listening and we shall see you in the next one